Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney! I've been on site last week, like every day from like 8 a.m. to like 6, maybe 7 p.m. Um, and then and then Friday was our like preview day mm-hmm. and I got on site at 7 a.m. Um, so like Friday, I woke up at like five in the morning basically. And was yep. just like, all right, let's do it. First day, people in the venue, let's get crazy. Um, and this was because the reason I got there so early was like, I needed to print, we have like zone charts for where our staff are, you know, stationed and rotating. And yeah. our freaking, like I, my office is still a disaster zone because the focus was getting the exhibits ready. So like all of the back of house space is like a shit show and no functioning office space at this point. And so we, we don't even have a printer set up on site on Friday, Ugh. but I need to print these sheets for my staff so that they know where they're supposed to stand and when, right? Yes. And so I do some research and there's like a print with me, you know, yes. little, print with me kiosk that's at Revival Food Hall downtown at Clark and Adams. And according to their website, they open at 7 a.m. And so my ass is like, cool, I need to get there first because I have my managers coming in at eight and then my staff coming in at nine. I need these by eight. And so I get down there, seven o'clock in the morning, standing at the fucking door of Revival Food Hall. And there's a guy inside and that door's still locked. And I'm like, hey, what's up? He's like, opens at eight. And I'm standing right here. I was kind of a bitch about it. The sign on the door literally says hours of operation, 7 a.m., 7 p.m. And I was like, it literally says 7 a.m. right here. Oh my God, <laughs> like, I can't believe you said that. <laughs> and I was like, I just need to print something. I don't even need food or anything. Can I Can I just print something? He said, open to date. And I was like, fuck off. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> I was pissed. Um, That's horrible. Why yeah, would they yeah, why was, would... <sighs> Whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah, 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 right. So like, I can't print what I need to print, and so then I went. There's a hotel across the street from Willis Tower that some of our New York corporate members stay in pretty often, mm-hmm. and so I was like, okay, I'm just gonna go and beg them to let me use their printer. <laughs> so I go into Canopy, and I'm like, hey, I work in Willis Tower. My company uses your hotel a lot. I'm not a guest here. Can I use your printer? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like, if I what? were working like, at that hotel I'd be like yeah I don't, I don't give a shit like, go thankfully they were very cool about it they were like okay yeah it's upstairs. <laughs> like, <laughs> great. thank you so much here's my card email me get free tickets bye um, <laughs> so I run away and I go print the 40 fucking pages that I needed to print and then I get on site finally and get that like settled and then I literally walked around all day like was just making figure eight through the venue, checking in on everyone and everything all day long, 30,000 steps later. 30, um, oh my God. <laughs> I finally went home and was like, okay, cool. Uh, I started to feel kind of allergy heavy by the end of that too. Yeah, and no was very congested. So I got home and took a Benadryl. But then I was also going to play kickball and go to karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so now i'm on a benadryl i've been awake since 5 a.m i walked like 10 miles worth of steps or something 
<laughs> I played some kickball, Matt karaoke. I am falling asleep in the bar. Like yeah, just no sitting, <laughs> sitting in the fucking booth, just like falling asleep upright in this bar. And we finally go home and I took a Z-Quill also. Oh my God. <laughs> was like, I need to be comatose at this point in time. I've worked a full ass like 60 hours this week. I need to be comatose. And so I took a Z-Quill. I like laid down, gone, out, complete, yep. out. <laughs> um, and then I didn't get out of bed until almost one thirty, and I was like, Jesus Christ, this is. And I was like so foggy from this Zequil and the Benadryl. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It was like was taking a really powerful edible, and then waking up the next day and being like, "Am I still high?" <laughs> yeah, no. That that Saturday, this Saturday, this past Saturday was such a like foggy mess. It wasn't until like. I don't know, like 6 p.m. where I was finally like, okay, I finally feel rested and like <laughs> ready to. <laughs> I am like, functional. <laughs> I'm finally feeling functional again. Exactly. It was insane. Right. Anyway, should we get into it? Yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's go. Do it. This is the Feeny call. Wow. It feels like every time we take a break, even for like a week, it just feels like forever now. Cause it's so we're, we're not doing this as consistently as we used to. So I'm just like, that feels weird to say. <laughs> I know. Ugh, I know it's hard to keep up now. I know, but we're so close. So close. You know, powering through. We're getting there. We're going to yeah. finish this thing. Yeah. Well, this is season seven, episode 10 picket fences. My fun fact for the day is about the real estate agent who I recognized her voice, which I have before, but I don't think I've ever looked her up, but she is kind of a Disney staple. She's, she does a lot of live action, but specifically voice acting for Disney. She's the wardrobe in um, Beauty and the Beast. She's in a goofy movie. She's Miss Maples. She's in Kim Possible. She's in Wizards of Waverly Place. So she's kind of a, kind of a, I don't want to say a big deal, but she's very much, um, she's very much a Disney staple. So I don't know if you recognize her voice like I did, but that's because she's kind of in everything (laughs) that we watched growing up. So, yeah, I I've always known there was something like notable or something. I don't know. Like it was always one of those things where every, every time I've seen this episode and she appears, I'm always like, there's something about you as a person that an audience is responding to. And I'm Mm -hmm. not sure what it is, but I also have never cared to look it up. <laughs> fair, fair. Well, I couldn't find any other trivia, so I was like, maybe I'll just look her up. <laughs> no, today. that's good. That's a good one. My trivia is this house costs 80000 Damn, that's it? I know, right? I, I could afford that house. That's really saying <laughs> right? something. Damn, like, okay, great. <laughs> yeah. Sign me up. Uh, I'm in. Yeah, seriously. Here, here's the thing that confuses me, I guess, and we should probably get into like a recap and all that before we do this, but it's mostly for me confusing that I don't know how much they're paying for to live on campus, but if that house is only 80,000, they can't be paying much more for that mortgage then. Like yeah, well, they don't, um, they, they kind of make it seem as if the, the dorms are free or something like that's. I, they they make it they they hand wave away everything about living except for this house because like mm-hmm. 
you know, like uh, uh, Angela is going to just move back into a dorm and they're in dorm. Like they make it seem like dorms are just like the doors are open and anyone that wants to live there can at, at all times. So. Yeah, it's a little bizarre. I can't. Yeah, it's just it does feel like a lot of like towards yeah. the end of this show. They're just trying to be like, well, whatever. It's fine. Don't worry. Right, right, right. We've gotten them this far. So let's just let's just bring them home. Recap. Who's recap? Yeah. You. Is it mine? Oh. I thought so. Okay. All right. Here we go. You ready? Let me get a timer. I'm gonna... <laughs> okay. One, two, three. Nope. Three, two, one. <laughs> Corey and Topanga are living at uh, Sean and Angela's and then they tell them they can't live there anymore and they hate their stinkhole and then they go and find a house that they want Alan and Amy to sign the mortgage on and they refuse. And Sean and Alan and everyone yell at Corey because he's being a dick to fix up their house. So they finally fix some pipes and celebrate way too much about themselves. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Eric and Jack get a new boss at the student union, who's the daughter of the chancellor. And Eric falls in love and Jack gets fired. And then Angela moves that time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know we've been saying it all season, but God, Corey's the worst. And mm-hmm. he's so, he's such a piece of shit. And, you know, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. What a, what a twat, really. You know? <laughs> like, just such a yeah. self-centered fuckwad. And I like <laughs> this conversation him and Topanga have laying on the couch about fixing pipes, right? Mm-hmm. Where the, she says to him, "Like, you never thought you'd have to fix pipes, did you?" And I'm like, "God, get this silver spoon out!" Of I your know, ass. Like, seriously. Like. Like, I'm not pretending I don't have privilege, all yeah. right? But, like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, it's so true. It's, I don't even think they, they, that's the thing about, I mean, Corey and kind of Topanga. I feel like they always try to, like, dumb down their privilege because, like, they're friends with Sean and he did not have as much and whatever. And so they always try to, like, dumb it down pretty much throughout everything is Corey's, like, my parents aren't that well off and we still have to blah, blah, blah and whatever. And he's this, this episode in particular, I'm just like, just acknowledge it. It, You were born in these circumstances. You can't help that. You didn't ask to be born, but now that you are in these circumstances, acknowledge it and learn from it. Yeah. I wish, um, I mean, I don't know. I guess it, it is, it's pretty effective to see the, where Sean kind of like yells at Corey to like mm-hmm. take some fucking pride and like do something yeah, instead of just looking for a way out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Corey snaps back and Sean's like, you know what? Fuck you. All right. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> um, I think that's, that's the right way to do it. That, that works for me in a lot of ways. Like I really like what they've done with Sean, except I also then on the flip side of it, don't like, when him and Angela are lying around. And Thank like, you. Yes. We don't deserve it. So whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah. Up. Like just be okay. <laughs> like you haven't gotten things your whole life. So when th- something is handed to you, be grateful for it. Like don't put yourself in worse situations because you're like, oh, you don't deserve it. Like, no, yeah. if, if something good happens to you, accept it and be grateful for it. Like, oh my God. Anyway, well, yeah. Megan, what did you learn like in this episode? Kind of, I mean, a lot of what I just mentioned, but also, <laughs> yeah, I mean, as Sean says, instead of searching for the easy way out, have some pride and work on what you have. Um, take pride. Yeah. And just when you have privilege, it's, it's, you know, again, 
you didn't, no one asked to be born. So when you're in that situation, you know, just acknowledge it and, yeah. and, and learn from it and help those who aren't as privileged. Like that's all you can do. Cause you did not ask to be in that situation. So, um, yeah, I think, but definitely as far as Corey and Topanga specifically with their apartment, yeah. Just having pride in what you having pride mm-hmm. in what you own or making it something that you're proud of instead of just giving up on it at the first sign of hardship. So at the end of this episode, when Alan and Amy are like, we would never take this experience away from you. I like was like on their side for so long. And then when they say this, I'm like, well, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> fucking stupid. You didn't know what don't they were going to do. You didn't way. orchestrate this. Right. Like don't frame it as such of like, this was for you to bond like don't frame it that way frame it as like just grow up and do something fuckers like i don't know (laughs) they they frame it as such a like cheers you understand the value of hard work now and we taught you this lesson and i wanted to like shut that shit down and be like no just don't don't frame it like because here's the thing right i was like alan and amy say no you can't live in our house check mm. i'm on board yep alan and amy refuse to co-sign on a mortgage they can't afford check i'm on, on board. board yep i draw the line though where alan would have refused to help fix pipes yeah like why why would that be a no that is hi i'm trying to fix the place i live in and i like love and trust you and need some help with it mm-hmm. like that is an acceptable level mm-hmm. of help like if it were like if i were in it like my parents physically helped me move my shit to mm-hmm. chicago yeah of course like that's that's an acceptable like i don't know alan like that's too far to be like no i won't help you fix your pipes or no i won't help you paint your walls like yeah what, you're fucking busy like right exactly <laughs> you know? you're the one who told me to like, like make that's a an ho- acceptable home. yeah yeah I like i agree. i'm trying to do it I would like some assistance. Like that's an acceptable, like that for me. And that's where it changes for me, where it's like Alan and Amy then frame it as like, this is for you and Topanga to bond. And I'm like, no, 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 it's that, that's stupid. That's not what it's about. It's about understanding that like it requires work and asking for help to do the work. Mm -hmm. It's like, there's a difference, right? Corey was asking for help to avoid the work. Yes, exactly. But now he would be asking for help to do the work and not like, that's fine. Help to do the work is good. Help to avoid the work is bad. (laughs) <laughs> so it's like it's Alan and Amy are like doing it doing it doing it and I'm on board and then it's like ah cheers you're married and adults and you have to work haha we taught you and I'm like whoa that feels you dumb you lost, <laughs> yeah. lost me yeah truly no I completely agree it's doesn't check out to me that especially since Alan is so excited to bring Corey and Eric into his world in past seasons and like show them the ropes and teach them things. It doesn't make sense that now he wouldn't be over there and he would be like, you know what, as soon as you get your act together, you call me up and we will plan a Saturday where I come over and I help you paint and I help you fix the pipes and I help you put up shelves. And it just doesn't check out to me that he's not more proactive in that sense. Cause that feels like a very Allen thing. I agree. What did you learn? I learned that 
you have to you ha- you have to work to make a home. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you gotta work to make a home. Um, I think I I'm I'm frustrated by this whole like the bonding thing because it feels like that's what the episode wants you to learn, right? If we're if we're getting back into our roots here of like what is it the episode trying to teach us, and it's a matter of like these are beautiful like these hardships are bonds and like yeah there is something of like bonding through struggle that's a real thing and Mm -hmm. you know like Sarah and I very much so have bonded through struggle Mm -hmm. in our own lives uh whether it be our first year in Chicago or our last summer in Florida or so on and so forth the pandemic or so on like you know plenty of bonding through struggle and getting through stuff together um so like I can get behind that as a as a like a a real thing but just don't like the way it's presented as like Alan and Amy were like waiting for you to get it the whole time I don't know like that bothered me I guess but um yeah there is there is there are bonds to be forged through struggle that's a real lesson Mm -hmm. to take there I guess but then I think I'm more interested in the understanding that like, um, you know, if, if you want to make a home, then you have to make that, a home. Like it mm-hmm. would be handed to you. Yeah, well, because it could be handed to you, but generally yeah. it won't be handed to you. Yeah. I mean, Sean, Corey makes a good point when he says that Sean lucked into his current place. Like he a couple things had to uh, like a couple pieces had to be in play in order for that to happen. Because the first time he moved in, it was Chet saying you're going to move in. And then of course, Jack is probably covering his share of the rent. And then the second Mm -hmm. time he lucked into it because he happened to be dating the person who was living there, but Sean still has the knowledge of what it takes to make your home something to be proud of. And so I don't know. Corey has no right to talk to him like that because Sean does know, but Sean did luck into this place, but that's okay because he still has that fundamental understanding of, you know, what it, it what it means to make a house a home. Yeah. Well, Corey's looking at it through the lens of like, this is not a home. Whereas Sean is looking at it through the lens of like, you have to make mm-hmm. where you live a home. Cause like, decidedly the trailer park was never set up beautifully to be a home they had to make it such whereas Corey just like was always in in the white picket fence house here so um I mean I don't know you know like I I lived in a dorm I'm trying to think of all the places I've lived right like I lived I had my I had a very nice house growing up not going to dispute that I don't know I also I lived in like summer housing stuff for work stuff too I think the worst apartment I ever lived in was probably at Cedar Point when I worked there, that apartment. That sounds about right. Yeah. Oh my god, it was so it was like live entertainment apartment. It was for all like they they housed all the live staff together, and my apartment was six bedrooms, um, with two like, but it was basically each bedroom was like a small dorm room, so it was like two people sure. in each room. Oh my um, god. Yeah, so it was like 12 guys living in this apartment and it had two two bathrooms, so two showers, four sinks, two toilets. Um and 
12 guys. Yeah. <laughs> Not, and no full kitchen, only a kitchenette. So like a microwave and a sink and a fridge. Um, no no stove legal? or oven. That's crazy. Just like company housing, something, Ugh. something. Yeah. Um, and so that apartment sucked. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> truly terrible so, you know but now i love my apartment mm-hmm. my apartment rules i've got all the things that i want that's not true i want more but i've got all <laughs> the things that i need <laughs> i want i want more i want a second bedroom and a private outdoor space but fair. eventually fair. we'll get there alan and amy say welcome to being an adult and i just want to like kick them in the teeth <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Let's let's talk about this eighty thousand dollar house where I'm like, um, sure, great, I I'll buy it in cash. Like, <laughs> right, exactly. I swear to God. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, these are Feeney's stairs. This is Feeney's. Oh, staircase, you think it's Feeney's house? Fully Feeney's house that they repainted. Oh, They're it could be Feeney's staircase. It really, I guess it could be. It's been a long time since we've seen Feeney's house. So they could have just. Pulled all the furniture, repainted the flats. Yeah. I well, mean, even I- if they just pulled like the one flat, and then if the staircase was stuck to that, then that was that wall. And then they put two other walls in. But I swear mm-hmm. that's Feeney's staircase. Mm, it's a good observation. It's a cute house based on it, what we it see. It is. It's very it's cute. cute. A very good a little, cute little house. house. I mean, we don't we don't see much of it. Um, but it's a cute like living space there at least. I like the shape of it and the, the stairs and everything because mm-hmm. um, you know like a style there's a design within a house that I don't really like and what I I I don't like when you walk in a front door and the staircase is like right in front of you. my mom hates that too yeah <laughs> like a I don't split like level it. where like you yeah. walk in and it's like you well up or in the basement not even a split level I don't really like like I actually prefer a split level over um what I'm really describing is like you walk in the front door and you've got like your whole main floor mm-hmm. but then there's also a staircase basically in your entryway going yeah. up into your second floor that like my I don't love that as a design choice but in this particular house the staircase is right next to the front door but it's not in the middle of the yeah. like hall going up it's like yeah. receding it's kind of around the corner and yeah. I can feel like that that I appreciate because you still have like your full living space it's not divided by a staircase kind of mm-hmm. thing I don't love split levels either where like you get in the front door and have to go up or down yeah. um you gotta make a choice immediately I don't <laughs> right that's not my fave either I prefer of the way I've in my preferred setting of a house if you have a multi-story home mm-hmm. is you walk in the front door and the staircase is somewhere not immediately in your view mm-hmm. i prefer to have like an entryway into the rest of the home and then the staircase is maybe over here or something you know like where yeah. you don't like that's the one thing actually i like my apartment a lot i the one thing i hate though is the front door like there's no there's not really an entryway yeah we it's like entryway it's like very, very into small. yeah like you walk in and you're in the hall basically <laughs> yeah i mean that's um, ours too you walk in and right it's a hallway it's yeah. our hallway Right. So the uh spot. I would ten out of ten live there anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's a cute little house for only 80k. And we don't know where it's located, so maybe that's why it's so cheap. But that's true. Could be like good house two, and not great. Two bed great location. Two bed, two bath. Looks like a new construction. Like mm-hmm. that's 
I mean, I guess it's 1999 or whatever, but mm-hmm. um, still 80,000. That house is that house today. That's worth $350,000, $400,000. Easily, easily, <laughs> easily. Oh yeah, Nuts. for sure. And the fact that, and Topanga is right about her, her knee jerk here where she's like, what to mad at the real estate agent for trying to sell them this house where it's like we can't afford this house how what uh, yeah it's stupid of you like that's what led to the ha- the recession all right was like selling houses to people like these idiots who cannot afford <laughs> yeah giving them a subprime i mean they're not offering them a subprime mortgage or anything they're offering them to have their parents co-sign on a mortgage and use their own home as collateral which is fucked but yeah yeah it's messed up how about eric and jack how do you feel about the eric and jack storyline you know um i think it's pretty funny actually i i think it i think there's some good laughs in in this b plot i like um i like when jack says you know pretty face with a rich daddy like he's like you think i don't understand pretty face with a rich daddy i'm like see that's the kind of self-aware privilege we like to see right, there, right? Exactly. <laughs> like, like that's the kind of self-awareness that i can get behind i like what jack's doing in this bit i like eric's humor does it also feel kind of like it's like a like a low budget porno like starting out here with a her and it does. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of feels like that's where it's headed, but I enjoy the comedy. I like, I like the bits and it. I think it is a successful B plot because there's not a lot of humor in the mm-hmm. A plot or if there is, I didn't feel like it was successful. Yeah, that's fair. I agree with that. I think the only humor is when they're in the little house, the starter home and they're like, Tipping is going on and on about it. And Corey's like with Nook and then he, mm-hmm. which, uh, no, that's earlier when Corey was like going to go sell houses. That was going to be his whole career. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now I'm getting everything confused. Now we're in season seven. Everything's just jumbled together. Well, and listen, OK, Alan says to him, he's like, no, you get the job. You save for a down payment. Then you get the house. And Corey and Topanga are both like, I don't understand this. And I'm like, what the fuck is that to understand about that? That is like a concrete, clear, easy one, two, three. And there's not a question about how much sense it makes. Like, <laughs> it is. I just don't understand Topanga in any of this because this just does not feel we've come so far from where Topanga was when she was like, you know, in high school. First That's what, like the fact that she does not understand that oh. getting a like a no money down mortgage like because that's what it sounds like it sounds like they're getting some sort of like home buyer assistance you know zero down payment mortgage with you know cosine and collateral which is like not a great setup and Corey's like we're gonna pay the mortgage and I'm like you don't have a job you don't have an income yeah like that's that's extremely easy to connect the dots on yeah it does not make sense as to why Topanga starts out very clearly understanding that we cannot afford this. Mm-hmm. And then she changes her mind and says, no, this is good. This is a good plan. You still can't afford it. Like, no. like you didn't like, just because Alan and Amy are going to co-sign and you can get approved, mm-hmm. which you shouldn't be able to get approved, but just because you could get approved based on their co-signature doesn't change the fact that you guys do not have income to support mm-hmm. a monthly mortgage payment. 
like that right there is extremely concrete and understandable. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, you could have told me that as like, you know, a child and I would have been like, okay, yeah, that checks out. Right. Like if you're 10 years old, I was five, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but truly like I could talk to the kids that I used to nanny and say like, Hey, your house, um, costs a lot of money. You can pay that over a long period of time where you have to pay approximately, you know, $800 a month because of $30,000 house mortgage mm -hmm. over 30 years. But um, you're going to have to pay $800 a month. How much money do you currently make every month? Mm -hmm. Zero? Cool. <laughs> so how My $5 do you pay allowance. $800? <laughs> yeah, like... I mean, what even fucking would be that mortgage? That's insane. What's... I don't even know, but that's just, that's, yeah, ridiculous. They would have to pay $2,600 a year, which oh is my truly, God. truly, that makes your monthly mortgage payment $222. That's laughable. That's, um, I mean, that's a month, that is a mortgage that, that involves no interest or, yeah, of course. or mortgage insurance, mortgage insurance. So, with a with mortgage insurance plus because they would have to get mortgage insurance because they would have plus property taxes plus the interest rate but still they're looking at four hundred dollars five hundred dollars a month Between like and that's two on them right and that's on like the real high end of of the expectation there that's insane yeah i'm trying to think of what eighty thousand would buy you today and i'm thinking of and like some of the really run down places in like the grimy areas of Peoria, Illinois. I mean, yeah, it depends on where you are. Those, and I'd be like, that house needs to be condemned. <laughs> Even in like Farragut, when I was growing up, like 80,000 would buy you like a small ranch style house with like one, maybe two bedrooms, one and a half bath and like, a like galley kitchen mm -hmm. combined living dining. Mm -hmm. Like that's what you would have got for 80K. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. Yeah. And maybe not even that. Like that probably would have been a hundred K. I like, was gonna say hundred. Yeah. Like I I couldn't name anything short of like a prefabricated trailer at this point in history that you could get for 80K. Yeah. Crazy. I know eighty thousand dollars for a freaking two bed two bath house with nook Damn. with nook although i will say i don't think i'd move to philadelphia to go buy a house for eighty thousand. well that's the other thing too like what bird when you know where where in the suburbs is that and so on and so forth but mm -hmm. when did they get a car yeah you're right there <laughs> what is happening what is going on on this show this is ridiculous yeah, I know. I've like, when I'm bored, you know, I'll look at places in Chicago to buy $400,000 for like oh a God. one, one bed, one bath apartment. <laughs> yeah, unless you and like, like I don't, of like yeah. the good, you know, of like the neighborhoods that are easily accessible to public transportation, the neighborhoods that have like good schools, good funding. Yeah, yeah I know. It's hard to consider i would everything sucks <laughs> i don't know let's search logan square <laughs> let's see houses for sale in logan square blow me away monzillo let's see what we got good first one's one million four hundred thousand nice sweet <laughs> 
Um, sign me up. For sale. <laughs> um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I mean, I'm searching in Logan Square, and I'm gonna look for, I'm gonna eliminate condos, lots, apartments. I only and multifamily. I'm only looking at houses and townhomes. Um, five bed, four bath, thirty-five hundred square feet, one point four million dollars. Um, ooh, this is a cute old house. Three bed, one bath, eleven hundred square feet. Oh my god, only eleven hundred square feet. But for four hundred fifty thousand dollars, it's probably comparable to the size house that they were looking at on this show. Four bed, four bath, three thousand square feet, nine hundred fifty thousand dollars. Jesus Christ! There's a couple of these little like bungalow detached single family homes actually that are all, but they're all like fifteen hundred to two thousand square feet, which is like kind of sad when you start to consider your price per square foot, right? If like you have 2000 square feet, but you're paying $400,000. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause then what is, I mean, that's $200 a square foot. Yeah. Which is pretty, pretty hefty. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess $200 a square foot in Chicago is reasonable. I don't know. My parents sold their house in Knoxville and they were, adamant that they weren't going to sell for less than a hundred dollars a square foot Mm. on their house there so i guess two hundred dollars per square foot in chicago is reasonable but also a lot (laughs) yeah just a lot just a lot location 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 (laughs) oh truly everything it's everything yeah anyway who's your who's your mvp megan I don't know. Feeny? Is it Feeny? <laughs> not even in the not even in this episode. <laughs> no. Honestly, I don't I, I part of me is like maybe Sean. I just hate I like I wrote down Sean and then I was like, I just don't like the way that he acts towards the end of this episode. I'm giving it to Sean. Okay. Maybe I'll okay. 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 I don't love the like stupid like I can't have nice things thing that him yeah, and Angela do. Like, that's a trauma but, response, my guy. Yeah. But I can get behind the rest and the way that he tells Corey to stop being a petulant brat and like do yeah. something. I wish he had like he had the self-awareness to be like this is this was my entire life growing up I know what I'm talking about. Um And then saying like, I did do that. I worked my entire life for that. Like you lucked into the house that you grew up in. I didn't, I had to work for it. And now I did luck into this place and I'm happy for it. And I'm grateful for it. And I'm deserving of it. Like, I wish that he had also, but there's not, I don't think there's that level of self-awareness in any 19, 20 year old. Yeah. I think it's Sean. I think that's it. Yep. All right. Well, good. Good, good, good. Congrats, Sean. You win the day. <laughs> you win season seven, episode 10. Pick it then. That's what it is. It's all a competition, baby. Yep. <laughs> anyway. All righty. Well, uh, thanks for listening, y'all. I know we're spiraling out of our regularity here, but we're trying to make it work. We're trying to finish. So thanks for bearing with us. Yeah. I here. would say you can. I would, yeah. I would say probably every other week will be our consistency, but we're going to keep trying for every week. So we'll keep on trying, but just bear with us. And we're almost, we're almost through. And then I don't know if you saw this, 
but Danielle Fischel, Ryder Strong, and Will Friedel are making their own podcast where they do exactly what we're doing and going through and rewatching every single episode. And Ryder Strong has never seen the show before. So they're going to pick up as soon as we're what? done. They're picking. He's never seen the show before. He's never seen the show before. <laughs> I saw Other like than a I'm little bit. And then there was Sean because they watched that all together last year or 2020, I think that was. But yeah, so they're, we're passing over the gauntlet. I saw a little snippet that they were going to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't know that Ryder Strong had never <laughs> seen mm-hmm. the show before. Yeah. Wow. That's it's funny. Gonna be, I mean, it's gonna be so it's kind of in, it's, it's like the office ladies or. Yeah. Or I, yeah. Very there's much a like and There's I a think. parts and rec one too that Rob Lowe does, I think. Oh, good old Rob Lowe. Oh, yeah, you know about that one? Yeah, Rob oh, Lowe has one. That's fun, though. Oh, they're calling it Pod Meets World. Mm-hmm. That one wasn't already taken. Did we consider that It actually that at some was. Point? I don't know what they're going to do about that because, yes, the name was taken <laughs> by someone. <laughs> that's who what I thought. I was like, I feel like someone through. already used that. <laughs> I think they only made it through, like, the first two seasons, too. That's what I thought, though. I was like, I'm pretty sure when we were starting this, we like researched the other ones and that there wasn't yeah. Pod Meets World. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's true. We looked into, I mean, the, I feel like the Feeny Call was our only option for a name, though. Like you said, right. it, and I was like, done. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there was, there was like Boy Meets Pod. Like there was every like, I don't know, like variation, I feel like on Boy Meets World plus the word Pod already yeah. existed. Yeah. Pod Meets World. It's yeah, still okay. a uh, married couple, Kyle and Rosalie watch Boy Meets World episode, episode by episode and discussed it. It's a date night podcast. They made it through two episodes. Oh, so that's um, concerning that it was like all, a I, we are going to be well, the first ever like completed <laughs> Boy Meets World podcast because there have been a lot. There have been a lot since we started that have started two or three since we've started have started. But when we finish, we're going to be the only complete Boy Meets World podcast out there, except, well, until Pod Meets World. But yeah, we're going to, I mean, we're, 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 kinda, we're the first one. So I feel, I feel pretty accomplished in that. And the fact that like, if we get all the way through this, you know, by the fall, we're going to be the first ones to ever first boy meets world podcast to finish the entire series. I won't lie to you. I had a doubt. I did have a doubt in my mind. Oh my God. Week. I, who did no, it? Like, who among us? I, no, no. I mean like a week or two ago, I was like, Oh, oh we can finish this. I'm like I'm so tired. I know. I know. I was far. like, we are, we are way too close to not finish this. Like I was yeah. kicking myself for even thinking it. I was like, you've done over a hundred of these. You have to fucking finish. <laughs> yes, it's true. Like there are, there are like in. 10 left or something. Like how many are even left? 12 or something? I think like, I think there are 23 episodes because the last episode it's is two-parter. like two pieces technically. Yeah. But yeah, okay. I was like, we, we have we'll to finish, finish it out. Then we'll do years. like one final recap of the entire of our entire experience doing this a and 30 then second maybe recap one of the more whole bonus show <laughs> i have another guest for a bonus ode lined up so we might have to do that and then okay 
and then we'll make it through. We'll be done by the end of this year. That's for sure. We'll be done probably by the end of this year. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for listening, y'all. We appreciate you. We're going to get there and you're going to get there too. And then you'll have to do it all again with other people. With with the actual stars of the show. Um, But before i i mean since we are since we are going to be the first finished um boy meets world podcast <laughs> of all time you should definitely go get our merch because then you can uh tote that around and go get a tote bag and then you can tote it around and then you can like take a sip of your tea from your phoenix call mug um. yes exactly <laughs> go buy a goddamn mug i keep telling you <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, y'all. We'll talk to you next time. And as always, class dismissed.